Hello, how are we all doing? It is March, we've made it through the first two months of the year, which so often feel like a slog. Today, things feel like a little bit milder. The lights are, the nights, the nights and the mornings are getting lighter and things just feel so much more positive. Um, I had a super busy weekend in that on Friday night, I went to see one of my clients in a burlesque show, which was amazing. She was amazing. And on Friday morning, I did my first ever CrossFit open workout, which was super exciting and a really good challenge. And then on Sunday, I ran the Brighton Half Marathon, which was not as brutally awful as I thought it was going to be. Like, I signed up for this fully just accepting that it was going to be painful, it's only two hours, but it was going to be shit, and you know what, actually it wasn't, it was fine, I just completely made that all up in my head, <laughs> so yeah, I've had a super busy one, and um, so going into this week, I've been a little bit tired, I've still been doing some training, but maybe not super tough training, because um, I have another CrossFit open workout tomorrow, um, but yeah, no, things are good, and as I say, things are feeling brighter, which is super nice. So today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about self-sabotage and the reason it came up was because I feel like I was verging on very dangerous territory of self-sabotaging my half marathon at the weekend. It was like, I obviously said to myself, you know, this week I'm going to take things super easy because I don't want to end up like injuring myself towards the weekend. I want to make sure I have enough energy for the weekend. I'm not stiff and I'm not sore. And it was like Wednesday night at 8pm and I was doing like a AMRAP in the gym with like box jumps and burpees and cleans and jumping pull-ups. And I was just in it in that moment. I was like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm doing it. And I, I'm self-aware enough to identify that in the back of my head, I was worried for the half, like as much as I was kind of on the surface telling myself, you know what, like all we need to do is finish it, it's going to be fine, it doesn't matter how slow you are, it doesn't matter how you do, the point is you you did that, you signed up to it because it was a challenge and you wanted to say you could do it. But there was part of me that was like, I don't want to disappoint myself and I think... I mean, the thing is, I'm not a runner anyway, so I, there isn't realistically any kind of pressure on me. But as, like, someone in the fitness industry, like, I feel like a certain pressure for it to be just easy for me. And I knew it ne wasn't necessarily going to be. And I think, yeah, I think in the back of my head, I was a little bit worried of, God, if I really don't do well in this, then... Am I going to be judged, or I'm going to? Am I? I going to feel a sense of disappointment in myself? And <laughs> at the end of the day, if I train super hard, and you know I'm like tired and sore and stiff, I can say to myself on that Sunday morning, like, oh God, this is really annoying. Like, how am I going to perform at my best when I have like I'm so stiff and I'm so sore? kind of giving myself that out of if I don't perform well. Um, which is so insane, which is just so insane. And I remember hearing something similar on, um, who was it? I think it was Dina Asher-Smith on the 
Is that her name? That just rolled off my tongue, but I don't know if that's her name. I think it is, the sprinter. Um, at least I think she's a sprinter. On the High Performance podcast, um, the Jake Humphreys one. And I remember her saying when it was like race day or whatever, like so often the kind of, I'm now having second thoughts as if it was her that said this. I think it was, but we're going with the story ever, whoever said it. Um, in the women, especially that she was training against, um, before this, they started, the chat was a lot of the time, oh, well, I've been nursing this injury for a few months, so I don't know if I'll be able to perform at my best, or yet today I'm just really not feeling good, like I don't think I'll be able to run um, as well as I have been. Whereas, and I'm not saying this is just a female-male thing, men, I'm sure, experience self-sabotage too, but the male runners would be more like, yeah, I'm fucking on it, we're going to do this, we're going to smash it, I'm going to... Absolutely. And then the competitive talk was more trying to, you know, cut down, or not cut down, but like big them up to make all the other men around them feel a bit like, oh shit, this guy's got his shit together. Whereas for the women one, it was more a case of them setting themselves up for if they don't do that great, then they have this to fall back on. And that's not necessarily self-sabotaging, but that's that mindset, right? So what else does kind of self-sabotage look like? Well, basically it's stopping you from achieving something or holding you back from achieving something to your fullest potential. For example, knowing that you have like a big exam coming up, whether you're a student or you're studying for something and just not putting in the hours and you're studying, like you know in your head that you should be studying hard for this and you just don't. Could be delaying applying for a job, like you know that this job is only open for another couple of days and you should be really doing your application right now but you're just not doing it. Perhaps it looks like finally achieving some progress with your fat loss then completely going off the rails on your diet and overeating. In a relationship sense it could look like you just emotionally shut down in a healthy relationship or you go out and get drunk and say something silly to your partner when you know actually this is quite a healthy relationship. And there's a lot of reasons why we self-sabotage and a lot of them are so deep-rooted, which is why it makes it not just a simple, quick fix that I can you can listen to this podcast and all of a sudden you'll never self-sabotage again. It can go as deep into be like, what is, what are our internal beliefs and what how do we identify to ourselves? If we identify as, let's bring it back to a fat loss perspective because that's easiest for me to talk about because it's my space. If you identify as a person who's in a larger body, or not even a person who's in a larger body, if you identify as that larger body, if you identify as a higher body fat percentage, a higher BMI, if you take on that identity, you're not only trying to change that when you when you die, you're taking away that sense of self that you have built, that you're going to be holding on to, whether you want to admit that you're holding on or you're identifying in that way, you are holding on to it. And that's why I really like the phrase of, I'm not fat, I have fat. It's just something that you 
have at the moment that you can get rid of and can come back and go away at any point rather than you actually taking that on to your own identity. In the case of what your beliefs are, if you've been brought up in a family, in a society where the women in your family have not pushed themselves to progress in their career because the men of your family have been doing that, you may have, whether you like to believe it or not, an internalised belief that a woman's place is not to focus on her career. And again, I'm sure no one would actually come out, well, I freaking hope no one who listens to this, would come out and say that now in this day and age. But question whether that is something that is deep-rooted within you. So if you are striving for bigger and better things in your career with business, with all that kind of thing, and what's holding you back may be that you truly feel that that's not your place to do it. Fear is obviously another huge one. And that's what it comes down a lot of the time. It's that fear of failure, isn't it? Is you don't want to deal with the negative emotions of failure so you just don't even try in the first place which is which is so utterly crippling in the moment but upon reflection more crippling because you will not achieve anything if you don't even try so not even going trying to reduce your body fat or go on a diet because you're scared that you won't achieve it not even setting foot in a gym because you're scared that you'll feel yourself in that you'll you'll feel nervous and want to go home. Giving in to fear, I mean, fear could be another podcast in itself, but it goes back to that, feel the fear and and do it anyway, right? Self-worth is a freaking huge one. And it comes down to kind of what I was talking about, our beliefs, like, if you don't truly believe that you're actually worthy of achieving that thing that you're seeking out, you're not going to get there. You need to fully believe that you as a person are more than worthy of achieving everything that you want out of your life. And if you don't feel that for whatever reason, from what you've been told throughout your life, from stories you've been telling yourself, you are probably going to be someone who will self-sabotage at some point and that's so going to hold you back. And the similar wavelength, just a lack of love for yourself without like sounding too much like RuPaul. Do you have that self-worth? Do you have that self-love? And if not, then why would you strive to make your life better? Why would you put yourself in these uncomfortable positions in this place of vulnerability of striving for something that's slightly outside your comfort zone if you truly don't have that love and respect for yourself to actually take it that tiny 1% further to get you closer to where you want to be. Perhaps it's coping mechanisms that aren't actually serving you anymore. So let me try and relate this back to something I've experienced. I guess... It could be. I know, and the thing is, I feel like, I don't know why this is all coming out recently. I think I spoke about this on the last one or the one before. When I had, like, a family member pass away, my coping mechanism was completely, like, shut it down. Just not think about it. 
And in a way that was, it was self-sabotage in that I had this massive bubbling thing underneath me that was making me feel really vulnerable and stopping me from going to other things because I hadn't dealt with this big shadow hanging over me. So in the moment when I was going through that trauma, that coping mechanism of separating myself, do you know what probably did help because it had a little bit of time to pass so it wasn't as raw when I did come to deal with it. But after a while, continually suppressing and suppressing and suppressing, that's not serving me in that moment anymore. And it's holding me back from moving forward in my life. And perhaps it could go as far to being, do you actually enjoy sitting in those negative emotions? Like feeling bad, is that is that comfortable for you now? Have you been in a low place for such a long period of time that that feels normal? And trying to break out of that almost in itself feels uncomfortable. Perhaps a little bit fearful. Perhaps... And we'll all, we all know someone who is like this. You will, the, as soon as I say this, someone will spring to your mind. We all know someone who has always something negative to say and people are always pandering to them. You know, they're not feeling well or they're putting up that Facebook status that's just like a freaking sad face. And it's just people in the comments like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Because they need, they know that sitting in those negative emotions and being in that bad place is giving them some kind of connection. And they're worried that actually just being themselves and feeling joy again, they might not get that same attention and connection as they have been getting through the sympathy and empathy when they're not feeling great. So I say, I'm sure you'll all know someone who that is, but be a bit reflective here. Look back at yourself is that you? Have you been at a point in your life where you've kind of been really mulling in negative emotions in the hope that that'll give you connection from other people and other things that you want out of your life? So what are the things that are kind of keeping you in that that self-sabotaging space? Are you not prioritising yourself? I'm all about empathy and I'm all about being there for people around you. But if you're not being selfish in some respects by putting yourself first, how are you going to build that sense of self-worth? How are you going to build that own identity in yourself if you're not actually spending time with yourself and prioritising how you feel? Are you consistently comparing to other people? If you're comparing yourself to people who have succeeded in the ways that you want to succeed or have this life that you think that that you want that might stop you from going for things because you're worried that you might not get what they want what they have you might fall short you might hold them on this pedestal and for you even trying the thought of trying to reach that and not getting there seems like too much for you to handle so you don't even try are you protecting your health So are you exercising? Are you nourishing your body? Are you protecting your mental health in that? Are you consistently just scrolling through Instagram all the time? Are you reading all the negative news at the moment? And I'm not saying be ignorant about it, but the saying ignorance bliss is true. We're we're so connected at the moment that so many things can seem so overwhelming and so much bigger than us. And not kind of protecting your 
mental capacity by constantly consuming doom and gloom is going to be a real struggle for you to focus on those other areas such as your self-worth and your love for yourself but are you getting enough enough sleep are you getting enough connection from other human beings and lastly are you taking time to reflect on how far you've come I'll come over to that in a little bit but if you think and I know I'm so guilty for this in terms of like new things that I try to pursue it's like well I've never done this before so how can I know I can do it okay yes I've never done that exact thing before but what other things have I achieved in my life that backs up that I'm a person that can do things and can achieve great things and can push myself past the point where I feel comfortable and I have plenty of achievements in my life that I can and I'll be adding the half marathon to that list I thought it was gonna be something that was awful and turns out it wasn't how can I use that in a business sense like for example if I'm looking to you know try something new with my clients or launch some kind of new coaching service that I'm a bit nervous about I'm saying you know what if what if no one wants to work with me what if and all these doubts creep in like oh my god what if I'm a shit coach what if blah 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 and I thought, well, you know, I used to think half marathon used to feel like completely outer space to me. Like, no way would I ever do that. And I did that and it was fine. So how can this be any worse? So moving on to how to overcome self-sabotage. And as I mentioned, you're not going to walk away from listening to this being like, I am never going to self-sabotage again. I am climbing up the corporate ladder I'm starting my own business I'm gonna run a marathon climb Mount Everest that's not what I'm saying however I hope I can give you some practical tips that you can start your journey towards being freer from it and you could probably guess what I'm gonna say journaling is gonna be a really big one here for numerous ways reflecting on your day and your thoughts during that day and thinking okay, why did these thoughts present themselves? How are these thoughts serving me? Siren going past. And it's a big one for actually identifying what your triggers are as to when you do self-sabotage so that in future you can almost preempt them coming and be just a bit more self-aware in that moment and say, okay, in the past, for me, this has been a moment where I feel like I start to shut down or I start procrastinating. I need to be aware of that now. And what can I do? What can be my step one? Just move slightly away from that. It could be, okay, instead of scrolling on my phone, I'm going to read a few pages of a book just to keep your head in the right space. Identifying limiting beliefs as well is something that is very often done via journaling and again it's done through that reflecting thing so I had these thoughts why did I have these thoughts dig a little deeper why 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 and you may find oh well I I didn't decide to meet up with that tinder date because I don't think I'm I don't think I'm pretty and that's not true that's just a limiting belief so then you know what what it is that you have or maybe you think oh well, I, I'm not yeah no I decided to a last minute build on that tinder date because actually I don't I don't feel like I'd have enough to say I don't feel like I'm an interesting enough person okay shit but you've identified 
what that is and how can you work on that? Well, write down two columns. In one column, write down all the evidence that supports you not being an interesting person. And in the other column, write down all the evidence that supports that you are actually a really interesting person and anyone who goes on a date with you um, should be worthy of your time, not you being worthy of them. So journaling is a big one. Meditation as well. Obviously, I will always encourage everyone to have a meditation practice. On the second episode of this podcast, I had my mum on and we were talking about meditation. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't. But it's about feeling more present and detaching from these limiting beliefs and these self-sabotaging thoughts running away from you. And it helps with that kind of in the moment, you know, literally if you sit down to do a two minute, five minute, 20 minute meditation, it's working on being present in that specific moment. But also like the more you meditate and the more you get into that practice, the more you can just do it in day to day life without sitting down and being like, right, put in my headphones, put on a meditation, breathe, breathe, breathe. It's actually like as soon as you feel that like escaping and that heart racing and your thoughts thinking about the future and contemplating all this failure is whoa, 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 right, bring it back, bring it back. And I promise you, the more you meditate, the more that gets easier on like a subconscious level. So meditation for sure. Gratitude practice. And this one is helping go into the self-worth side of things, self-love perhaps trying to break out of cycles of negative emotions and um, all those kind of triggers for self-sabotage. Um, so what do you have to be grateful for, both in your life and in your body, um, in yourself? And gratitude, I tend to do, well, gratitude in a number of ways. I do gratitude in my journal every morning. So I write down, um, you know, what I'm grateful for. But also sometimes I'll do like a gratitude meditation. So I'm not necessarily writing it down. But in that meditation, it could, you know, be as vague as... I literally just look it up on YouTube or on any meditation app. Just search gratitude meditation. And it, they could be something really vague. Like, what are you grateful for today? Or it could be... They could give you prompts that are a bit more specific. Like, look around your current area. What in this moment do you feel gratitude for? And... It's just so important. It can be so easy. And it's the same with when I have clients do client wins on their check-ins. Like, I notice... And this is this is genuinely true. The people, I'm going to say it, the people who have greater results, better results, and um, greater progress in whatever their journey is with me, whether that's getting fitter, getting healthier, losing fat, building muscle. The people who slam out those wins every week and can always think of something, no matter how tiny, that they're proud of that week, do so much better than people who just say, I don't know, nothing went well this week. Impossible. Like, unless you're in a coma for a week, even then at least you got some freaking rest, that's a win. You must have something to be proud of or that was a win in that week. And often it's on weeks that are super busy at work. They don't get anything done with their health and fitness. Well, the win was I survived my week at work and I'm still a functioning human being at the end of the week. That's enough. And it just takes this constant practice of gratitude and practice of being proud of yourself and realizing what you have and what you've achieved 
that A, give you the confidence that you can do it again the week going forward and B, help build on that self-worth. It's honestly so, so overlooked. And slightly leading on for that, another one to overcome it is affirmations. And I'm not just saying sitting there like, I am abundant, I have everything, well, although you do have everything you need, but you know those really false ones of the affirmations like, I am a CEO of a multi-billion dollar company, I am, I do love my body in every single way and and it just, you're not feeling it, that's not going to help. Affirmations that ones truly resonate with you and you truly believe. And it's tough, but if you are someone with low self-worth and you don't have a sense of love for yourself, these are going to be tough to begin with. An affirmation is, I have love for myself, might not resonate with you, but that's okay because you can start, you can start lower. You can say, you know, I am proud of the love that I give to my family. I am... I like, freaking, I love my eyes. Like just pick up something positive and something that you truly believe or I work hard. I am worthy of the job I'm in because of the training and the work that I do every day in order to be here. I'm worthy of sitting in this house right now because I'm earning a living. I'm worthy of having a space in this world because I'm a functioning member of society. These things are all so basic, but start with ones that you truly believe. And when you build that, again, confidence, sense of self-worth, push them a little bit. Push them so they are more outside your comfort zone and be like, I love the, you know, I love what the functions my body does for me day to day to allow me to be alive. And all those kind of things that truly mean something to you. The last one I have written down here for overcoming self-sabotage is your your circle in terms of who are you spending the most time with are the people around you truly empowering you and lifting you up and it's up to you to seek out this this energy from this friend group or these connections that you have in your life no one else can do it for you so you can sit here and say to me like I really struggle with staying on it with my fitness non-negotiables because everyone in my family no one exercises they all just sit on the couch and watch tv and eat crisps every night like it's just really hard so you know and I don't want to feel like I'm I don't want them to judge me and I don't want this obviously it's different if it's your family but I can't change that it's up to you to seek out people in your life who genuinely do lift you up and spur you on to make you want to achieve better things. I have people in my life who make me feel like shit sometimes and I'm not gonna remove them from my life but I've also gone pretty far, not pretty far, but I've gone out my way to associate myself with people and groups and spaces that make me feel empowered and make me feel motivated as fuck to achieve what I want to achieve and people who I know truly have my back and will celebrate every single win with me and when I do fall short they'll be there to not only lift me up but be like look come on you know you can do this just get on with it I don't need that pandering all the time so in terms of our overcoming 
self-sabotage segment. We've got journaling, meditation, gratitude practice, affirmations, and your circle and who you surround yourself with. And a lot of these is mainly down to having more self-awareness for yourself. The final thing I want to leave this podcast on today, and I hope it's been useful, is, is when it's that fear of failure, I want you to really start working on your mindset around failure and understand that failure is a necessary part of life. And in fact, a study was done recently about 6,000 people who'd been through Weight Watchers and they found that the number one um, attributor to success in dieting of weight loss maintenance, so not six weeks of how much did you lose. After three years, the people who kept the weight off, the main thing they attributed their success to was being able to overcome and come back from failures. And it's that acceptance that failures are going to happen and instead of actually trying to avoid them, seeking them out. The sooner you hit, you experience those failures, the sooner you're moving past them and moving on from them. That's fucking exciting, right? You either wait to hit these failures, which are inevitably going to happen, and put it off and put it on pause, put it off, or you seek out getting to that point where you're failing so that you can be like, cool, done that once, know what to do next time, what the hell's next? And any kind of CEO, any athlete will tell you the exact same thing, is that failure is one of the best things that we can have in life because that's what builds us. And I'm, I know you'll have heard this kind of shit before, but genuinely believe it. Every failure is a lesson and without it, success wouldn't, wouldn't exist. So... I hope that was useful for you. I know it was useful for me. Even me saying these things out loud is refreshing, makes me feel a bit more empowered, makes me feel like I want to be like, I don't know, do something really out of my comfort zone to just push myself that little bit further. And I really hope you feel the same. So think about what I said about some of these daily practices that you could bring in to get over this. And um, yeah, I will catch you in the next one. Let me know if this was useful. Give me a DM on Instagram. If you're in the Brighton area, I still have a few spaces left in my group weightlifting coaching. And I actually have um, a couple online spaces coaching as well. If you're not in Brighton and you want someone to help you battle through your self-sabotage demons, get over that roadblock and smash whatever health and fitness goals you have together as a team. I will catch you next time, guys. Have a good one.